Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to your struggle with food, weight, and body obsession with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women transform their negative body image and obsession with weight into body confidence so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. And guess what? This is episode 40. Um, I never really celebrate milestones with episodes, which is really funny because I always like with my clients, I'm like, what are your wins? All the little things, like what are the little things? Every little win counts. And I'm just like, oh, 40, hey, whatever. But no, I'm going to celebrate it. It's 40, um, almost my age. <laughs> Next episode, <laughs> 41, episode 41 at 41 years old. Um, but no, it's really exciting. Um, I'm just really excited and, you know, grateful that I've been able to share 40 episodes with you all. And that's like 40 little tidbits of information that I've been able to share with you and hopefully get your brain thinking, um, hopefully support you on your journey to developing a healthy relationship with food, um, to quit your body obsession, weight obsession, all those things. So with that being said, I would love to hear your feedback. Um, what have you found helpful? Are there any episodes that are your favorite or any aha moments? And, you know, you can always email me at kisa.amaro, K-E-Y-S-A dot A-M-A-R-O at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram, kisa.amaro, and then Facebook, just search Kisa Amaro. And hey, this reminds me, some of you might be in my Lose Your Cravings uh, Facebook group. So you can reach me there. If you're not there, it's free to join. And uh, we just do a little more, more talking about cravings and relationship to food and overeating and emotional eating and all the fun stuff. So if you're not there, just go on Facebook, search, lose your cravings. And um, I'm the only group with that name. So <laughs> join me and let me know. Let me know what you're liking about the podcast. Um, or if you have suggestions of like, hey, here's a great idea for a topic. Can you talk about this? And I probably will do that. Um, okay. So yay 40 on to our topic of the day. So we are becoming aware of our eating habits so that we can change them. Oftentimes we know we don't have good eating habits that we overeat, we restrict too much, or we binge. Um, we may know that we are an emotional eater, but we don't like the fact that, you know, you have these habits. And so you tend to ignore them, you know, like nobody really wants to be like, yes, I'm an emotional eater and let me just face it. Right. So <laughs> we tend to ignore these things and rightfully so. Right. It's, it's uncomfortable. You know, you ignore the fact that you overeat and you're an emotional eater. You think that if you ignore the habit that it will just go away. Right? We like to ignore things, brush them under the rug. Believe me, I've done that many times. Um, maybe your relationship with food is just too painful to recognize or, you know, something that you'll figure out when, right? Oh, I'll, I'll worry about that when, or I'll figure out, I'll figure that out when, right? When life settles down, when the kids are off to college, when I have time, when work isn't so crazy, right? You ignore your relationship to food because it's just too much to handle or too painful to handle. So you continue 
you're overeating or emotional eating because that's how you know how to cope with your emotions. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's just what you've learned to do. But when you ignore your habits around food, you disregard your relationship with food and you can't change it, right? When we just ignore something, we can't change it. You may think that you are protecting yourself, that you're hiding your habits around food or using food as a coping mechanism, but you are in turn deepening that habit, right? You're just perpetuating it, deepening it, strengthening it, which will make changing it and developing a healthy relationship with food much harder in the future. So the more you continue on a habit, the harder it is to break. So whether that be, you know, with a a habit that creates something that you want or a habit that creates something you don't want, the more you do it, the stronger it becomes and the harder it is to break. So you are just covering up a deeper issue. When When we have emotional eating, overeating, we're just covering up a deeper issue that goes much further than just what you are or aren't eating. There is something going on in your life that is causing some pain, discomfort, agitation, or depression, and you are using food to cover it up. That's all. But this is just putting a Band-Aid on the deeper issue, right? When we use food to cover up an unwanted emotion, it is just putting a Band-Aid on the deeper issue. And often we don't want to face the deeper issue because it's painful and difficult. And this is why you are eating. So you feel better and don't have to go through that difficult emotion. You don't have to process it and allow it. But I'm here to tell you that you will eventually have to allow and process your emotions if you want them to subside, if you want to stop overeating, and if you want to develop a healthy relationship with food. Once you become aware of your emotional eating and pay attention to it is when you can start to change it. So we must be aware of what's going on. We need to turn the light on instead of being in the dark. We need to turn the light on on our, on our relationship to food so that we can change it and create one that supports us. When you recognize and, and acknowledge your relationship to food, you are able to make shifts in your habits, in your mindset, and in your emotional eating. And now this may become or be an uncomfortable process. Let let me just say it is. (laughs) I know I've, I've, I've been through it, right? But processing your emotions is a way, in a way that serves you and benefits you, will feel so good in the long run. Okay, my friends, I cannot express this enough. It may be painful up front, but rainbows and unicorns are over that mountain, right? You have to go through the hard part to get to what you want, right? So let me ask you this. What is the long-term result of your emotional eating? What is it? Struggle around food, hiding your eating, poor relationships, not pursuing relationships, not feeling um, that you deserve a relationship, not putting yourself out there in your business or work, feeling guilt and shame towards yourself, feeling hopeless, having a poor body image, weight fluctuations, depression, anxiety. And these are just a few of the long-term results of emotional eating. 
Now, do you want these things? Or do you even think it's possible to live your life free of struggle with food, free of guilt and shame around your eating habits? Or do you think it's even possible to have a positive body image? I know it may seem impossible to imagine a life free of guilt and shame around eating or to develop a body image that supports you. But let me tell you this. It is possible. In order for you to change your emotional eating, you must pay attention to it. You must pay attention to it. You cannot just sweep this under the rug. It will not just go away on its own. You must dive deep into what is under your eating and figure out what is going on beneath the surface, beneath the food. So how do you become aware of your emotional eating? First, if you are not sure if you're an emotional eater, I want you to check out episode 34 titled, Am I an Emotional Eater? It will explain all the things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Um, now this can be really for any habit that you have around food, what I'm going to share with you, but I work with women who struggle with emotional eating and overeating. So I'm going to be gearing these action steps towards emotional eaters. If you recognize that you are an emotional eater, which I can argue that most humans are, it's just if it is affecting your relationship to food, right? Like some of us can just eat when we're hungry and stop when we're full. And then maybe when we go out to dinner or, or, or are around friends and we overeat, right? Or maybe now and then we might overeat because we're stressed, right? But it's just here and there, and it doesn't really affect our relationship with food. It doesn't affect our weight or our health, right, or our body image. Um, but if it is, right, if it's, if it's affecting your relationship to food, your body image, or other areas in your life in a negative way, then we need to address it, right? And if you are using food as a coping mechanism, we want to find another way to cope with your unwanted emotions that doesn't include food and that will give you a long-term benefit, long-term benefit versus short-term pleasure. Okay. Overeating, emotional eating is that short-term pleasure. We want those long-term benefits like healthy eating habits, healthy mental health, healthy relationship with food, healthy relationship with friends and family, with your spouse, with your kids, healthy body image, better mood. So let's start to become aware of your eating habits with compassion and curiosity. I'm not here to say you should feel bad about them or that you shouldn't be doing this, that you shouldn't be emotional eating and you should feel bad about it. No, that's not what we're doing. We are looking at it from a place with compassion and curiosity. That's the only way you will make change. So when diving into your emotional eating habits around food or your eating habits around food, I want you to come from this place of curiosity and compassion for yourself. So start paying attention to when you overeat or know that you're eating emotionally. So here are some things you can do. When you go to eat, ask yourself, am I physically hungry? And recognize if you are experiencing physical hunger 
or if you are eating emotionally, right? If you aren't physically hungry and you are reaching for food or wanting food, then you are most likely eating to cover up an unwanted emotion. Now, I want you to get curious about what that emotion is, right? This is where the curiosity comes in. What is that emotion that you're trying to cover up? Just get curious. Maybe it's stress, boredom, loneliness, agitation, frustration, frustration, or a host of other emotions, okay? If you struggle with finding the emotion that you're feeling, I suggest you Google an emotions or feelings list, right? There's many out there, so find one that resonates with you. It will just give you many ideas of different emotions, ones that you probably didn't even know existed and that you probably feel, okay? So get that emotions list and to help support you in finding out what is that emotion I'm feeling. Um, and it also, this list will help you. I like to, th- I like to think of it as like trying on emotions to see which one fits best, right? Am I feeling frustrated? Oh, hmm. No, it's not really frustration. Oh, maybe it's agitation. Is it agitation I'm feeling? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So use it to help you try on emotions and see which one fits best. Once you recognize what emotion you are feeling, what can you do proactively to help you process this emotion? Right? So if you're bored, what are some things you can do when you are bored? If you are lonely, what are some things that you can do that are proactive and that will help support you when you are feeling lonely? If you're stressed, what are some things you can do or mindset you need to have to help you process and manage your stress. There's also something to be said regarding allowing your emotions to be there. When you are in the moment and you're reaching for food, you recognize that you aren't physically hungry and that the feeling you are feeling is bored. Just allow that boredom to be there. Allow yourself to feel bored. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with feeling bored. I think so often, especially in our culture of instant gratification, that we we believe we aren't supposed to feel bored or lonely or stressed, that we are entitled to be entertained all the time or to have things fixed right now, right? And we also think, I, th- I think we have this idea that feeling stressed or bored or lonely is bad, right? That it's bad to feel that and that we don't want to feel it. We resist it. But I want to argue that really that this is not the case, that we as humans are supposed to feel bored, sad, frustrated, irritated, or anxious, that it is just part of the complete human experience, that life is 50-50. Half of the time, we will feel positive emotions, and half of the time, we will feel negative emotions. And that when we truly embrace the negative emotions and allow them to be there without covering them up with food or any other type of buffer, that we are able to fully experience the positive emotions. You see, when you numb your negative emotions with food, you also decrease your ability to feel positive emotions. So you're not only numbing the negative, but you're numbing the positive. When you allow your negative emotions to be present, to flow through your body, you feel the positive emotions deeper. 
And this is the human experience. When you allow yourself to feel bored and experience what it is like to be bored, then when you are entertained, the experience is much richer and fuller, right? Because you know the opposite. You know what it's like to be bored. So my friends, I want you to stop hiding from your emotional eating. It is not serving you in the long run. Start getting curious about your emotional eating. Figure out what that emotion is that you are covering up and how to process and allow it without food. Now, this may be scary to, uh, you know, a scary step to take towards healing your relationship with food, but trust me, it is 100% worth the uncomfortableness of the process. Because yes, you will be facing negative emotions that you have been covering up and it will be uncomfortable, but not impossible. Okay. There's a difference. Uncomfortable versus impossible. Now, if you are wanting support in facing your emotions and allowing your emotions and working on your emotional eating, because the process just seems too difficult, then reach out for support. Maybe it's support from a friend or from a coach. Maybe it's from me or another coach, right? Have someone to support you through this process. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. If you like what you heard on this podcast, I invite you to head on over to iTunes and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on the search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I'd greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where we dive into food blaming. What does that even mean? <laughs> what do you blame your overeating on? And what is the real cause of your overeating? We are going to dive into that to help support you in reducing your emotional eating and developing a healthy relationship with food. Okay, my friends, this is all I have. Have a great week and I will see you next time. Bye.